0: This is the She Slays a Day podcast, and I am your host, Dr. Lauren Brunslick. Um, okay, so I feel like it's been a minute since I've done a solo one, and um, today's topic is just full of landmines, you know, like, it's just, let's just call it what it is. Um, but anytime we're talking about ego um, getting in the way, it can be really offensive, Um, And so there's a part of me that just wishes, I could not talk about this. Um, But I, I've seen it so much personally. Like, truly, the reason that I can talk about this today is because I mean, I have referenced so many times um kind of an older version of Lauren and like that's not to say that I have arrived in any sort of destination at all believe me uh the growth is continual um but like there has been times where my entire programming um personally and professionally was run very much by ego um and I'll talk a little bit in a minute or a little later what I mean by ego um But this is a journey that I have been on and am, and am currently continually working on. Um, You know, when I there's so much negative talk around 2020. And that's because negative shit is happening. That is like, for sure. Uh, But I feel like we're missing the op like so many of us because we're spending so much time talking about just like 2020, man, what's gonna happen next? We're missing the opportunity for huge, gigantic growth um, individually. And when we do that growth individually, we are a part of this much larger macrocosm that, you know, we think we don't, we can't change the world, we can't change people's opinions on things, we can't, we don't have those kind of policymaker control and um, power. But like doing this work, listening to episodes like this, reading books and continuing in your own individual process is such wholehearted work. And like, it's, it's really, really important. Um, Because we're being given a weird gift, a really, really weird gift. um, That is 2020. Um, And I mean that, like, fuck, the bad stuff that's happening, the worst stuff you're thinking of right now. And you're like, really, Lauren, you're saying that's a gift. I am because of what is possible to be changed and done from it. So in that sense, would I choose it? No. Um, But I've said that so many times on episodes of like, we would never choose growth. Growth sucks. Growth is hard. Like we would never choose to be better. Um, as a society. And like, I'm not talking about like, the like, no, that's not true. I choose to lose to I chose to lose weight. I chose to like, read that self help book. Nah, I'm not talking about that kind of growth. I'm talking about like, real soul purpose, like redefining um, you kind of growth. That stuff if it is if it's not making you cry. Um, you're not quite there yet. Uh, that was judgy. I didn't mean it that way. I didn't mean it like that. You're doing work. You just haven't gotten deep enough yet. If you're saying like, no, no, it's not that bad. Mm, Keep going, girl. Um, okay. So obviously this is time sensitive, um, because of everything that's going on, but I just want to go out there and say that this episode is not a race specific episode, I truly believe that this episode could have been listened to um, six months ago and can help people move through things that are keeping them stuck professionally and personally. Now, some of the things that I'm gonna say, like it would be comical if I didn't connect them or like, you know, like make the like obvious parallel to like how that's playing out right now, but truly this is not like a seven steps to become not a racist thing like this is truly about like you learning how to get more out of life like how to get more out of yourself so you can show up personally professionally the truest version of you like that is how humankind is going to heal that is how your patients are going to be attracted to you that's how your family is going to grow and prosper is by you becoming the truest version that you were intended to be here and in my opinion ego is the number one thing you can call it like You know there is books and books on ego. There is entire there are entire college courses on like the Freudian ego and the subconscious mind, Um, and you can call it what you want, but I think it is the biggest thing that was put inside of our bodies. (laughs) That is a part of our brain that gets in our way. Truly, truly number one thing I would say across personal, professional, across my entire life, the number one thing that has gotten in my way of being my best self is my ego. Um, So I'll kind of, I'm going to give you not even like my definition, but just kind of like, well, what do you you mean by ego? You know, I feel like we talk about the definitions of ego. Like, well, you're talking about like the personality trait or like the Freudian subconscious part of the brain. Like, aren't they kind of the same thing? Like, so, you know, yes, there are lots of different definitions of ego. I believe that They're kind of all the same. So when I'm talking about it, I believe that 100% of people who are acting out of ego are acting out of a subconscious default. Okay, like, so let me say that again, because this conversation is so important. um, Because like, it's not a shameful or judgmental thing. 100% of people who are acting out of ego, like the ego is running the show. This is a subconscious programming and default. And that's why we have to talk about dropping of the ego. Because you stepping into your conscious self is the only way that you can be present in this time on this earth and show up. Um, wow, I got woo woo really fast. Yikes. Sorry, guys, I think it might get worse. I don't know. (laughs) So that's what I mean is the subconscious, rigid, masculine programming um, that we kind of let run on default. So before I get into the seven steps for dropping your ego, so you can learn and grow, let's lighten shit up real quick and do a uh, listener highlight. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I kind of went there fast. Sorry, guys. Um, Okay, so this one, I'm not gonna lie, you guys, I had to kind of scroll back and try and find someone that I hadn't read. Um, If you are listening to the podcast, and you haven't taken a moment to go over to Apple Podcasts and write me just a quick couple words, I can't tell you how much I would appreciate it if you did. Um, It really helps, you know, the show get found by people. And Um, gives me something to read. So this one is from AC tip 89. And it said what female DCs need Dr. Lauren isn't afraid to tell it how it is and offers great advice based off her own experiences. I'm so glad to have a podcast dedicated to just the females of this profession. Um, Yeah, yay. Thank you. I really appreciate you taking the time to do that. And um, yeah, I know that there's a lot of I don't think we've really branched into the male Aspect of any entrepreneurs. Um, I know there's a lot of non chiropractic females who listen. Um, I think I might just be too generally offensive to the male ego um, to be enjoyable to listen to. I don't know. That's my opinion. Please, 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 if there's a guy listening, I would love to be told I am wrong. Um, but. I don't think I am. So talk about ego showing up, right? Like, nope, I'm totally not wrong. All right, and before we really jump into, like I said, this this conversation that has the potential to be full of heart, um, but can also be perceived as so much judgment and shame. Let's pray, y'all. <sighs> Dear God. Thank you for the gifts that you have given us of insight and reflection and patience and separation from self and you just living in us. Um, So much today, this episode is talking about showing up as our truest self. And let's make no mistake about it. This is like the self that you intended us to go out and love and heal and serve from a place of. Um, You are the creator of all things and I know it hurts. It hurts your heart. I believe it hurts your heart when when you see your creation not stepping into their truest white light source of power that you've given them. So help this conversation and all conversations be just healing and moving. Um, Even if they're upsetting, like help this do some work. Because I know that work is messy and there is nothing that can be wrapped up in a half hour episode. Like just help this continue to move forward in progress in people's hearts and minds. In your name we pray. Amen. Okay. So I said it before the prayer. I'll say it again. This is the mo- the least me preaching from the mountaintop, uh, sermon ever, like, uh, ver this shit is so messy and I am in it. I'm not out of it. I have been in it and I don't see any future of me not being in the mess of personal development and growth and reflection and continuing just to like, become better, become better, become better, become better. Um, it's like a little personal PR of like, that's personal record for those of you who are not runners, um, or weightlifters, but like, it's just, yeah, that's great. You're good. Could you be better? I was listening to a conversation with, um, Brene Brown and Austin Channing Brown, um, who wrote a book that I just got in the mail and I'm really excited to start reading called I'm Still Here. Um, And, you know, Austin is black and she was talking about like, you know, how so many of the times where she sees people get caught up in issues as defensiveness is like them thinking that like uh, her calling out like, hey, that's that's not there's a better way to do that is a judgment call. And it's like, no, just of course you're good could you be better though and I think all of us all of us every single race every single gender whether you're a parent or not every single doctor across all lines like yeah I'm not saying you're not a good doctor could you be better like uh, you know like I joke about the kind of parent I am like I would never like you know I could be better. So that's just I pray that all of you enter this knowing that, like, this is not like a okay, so I'm the best, and I'm gonna help you come to where I am. It's like, let's all do this together. Okay, so number one, um, and I already touched on a teeny bit, is that the ego's job is to avoid shame and embarrassment. Okay, like and that is going to be the number one sign that you are doing default programming instead of like conscious, new, open, vulnerable programming. When I say programming, um, gosh, I don't know. I, hopefully you kind of know, like, you know what I mean by that, right? Like, it's just, it's that default wiring, that has is a part of your like childhood development. This is like so much deeper than just like what your parents taught you. This is like what you have learned from interaction with every commercial that you've ever seen, with every advertisement, with every doctor's visit, with every um, play on the playground, like every experience and interaction that you've had on this like earth plane has kind of helped develop this like programming. Um, And it's there to protect us. Okay. Like that's what's, that's why we have to realize that like, this is not a judgmental conversation. We have default programming for a reason. If you had to go around consciously deciding every single decision, um, every single one, it would be exhausting. You couldn't. And so the brain has this default programming to protect your energy reserves. We just need to realize that, like, oh, some of that programming isn't serving us anymore. It's not serving us um from this like evolutionary way of like protecting. What it's protecting, what the ego is now protecting, is our sense of feeling comfortable that we have control and things are perfect. So when we like this is the probably the biggest and hardest one. And I just like, let's call it what it is right out of the gate. Number one is get comfortable with shame and embarrassment. Because That is what the ego is trying to defend. That is what gets in the way of me saying like, hey, have you thought of it this way? Or have you learned this? Or like you getting called out on something, your reaction and defensiveness comes from a place of like, I am so embarrassed. I believe that most um, behavior, like, I don't know, I don't want to call it like negative behavior. But like most like jerky movements, most fights with my husband, most times where I lose my cool, where I say something shitty, where like just wherever, wherever I'm like my lowest version, like my not best version of me is almost always if I were to analyze it, coming my behavior is coming from a place to preserve my sense of control and perfectionism and not give way to the fact that like, I don't know i don't have control i don't know what's going on because that would be embarrassing that's what like the ego has evolved to protect now it's not there to protect us from other neighboring tribes and like dinosaurs i'm just kidding you guys i know that dinosaurs and humans were not on the earth at the same time right yes they were not um (laughs) sorry i had like a blackout moment there where i was like wait yes they were no they were not um and then I was like, wait, do we know that? Yeah, okay. I will, <laughs> I digress majorly. It just had to lighten stuff up. Um, but no, like that, when you see yourself getting defensive, ding, 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 that's a sign you are likely acting from a place of ego and trying to defend yourself from having to experience embarrassment, okay? Um, so I think that a good idea to help yourself defend against yourself (laughs) is when you notice that triggering, um, have some kind of mantra that you either say to yourself or you can say out loud. Um, Brene Brown, like I said, in that conversation that I was listening to in her most recent podcast episode, uh, she was saying that she says like, thank you, I came to get it right, not to be right. And isn't that like... When you hear that, I don't know, for me, it just automatically, it allows so much more ease into my life because I don't have to like protect this notion that like, no, you're wrong. It's like, yeah, okay, cool. Thanks for teaching me. I'm like, that's fine. Like I'm okay with you having a different opinion because it doesn't necessarily mean I'm wrong, or maybe I am wrong. But like, I came to get it right. And it just calls out that we're all here. We're all here practicing and learning. Okay, so number two, that one was the hardest one. So we're going to spend the most time on it, I promise I'm not going to spend 20 minutes on each one of these here. Um, Number two is throw yourself deep into how much you don't know. Again, ego, cannot really thrive when you have to swallow a dose of I don't know medicine. Um, In fact, ego likes to live and protect the notion that I know everything. Like I've joked about how I knew so much more as a 24 year old graduating chiropractor, just fresh into practice than I do now. Because now, I have seen like, yeah, I've seen where there are times I should adjust and I shouldn't adjust. I have learned that there are times to refer and times not to. Now, does it happen often? No, because chiropractic is awesome. We all know that. Um, But I can, here's the deal. I can have a conversation with a pediatrician now about how like, don't hate me. Don't burn me to a cross here now. But like, I can see where vaccines have their place. Like, I'm sorry. Like, it's not about that. Like, I'm going to start donating money to big pharma and I'm going to believe that they're feeding me all this truth. But like, I also I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I could see where my kid could benefit from a tetanus shot. Like, I don't know. Like, it's just that ounce of humility, because as you start to learn and open up, um, you know it is very easy to get overwhelmed when you go here about the depth that you don't know you don't know why would you when we're talking about some of these other topics um, of like race why would you why would you know it is very much being talked about right now that we were never educated on this. Like there are black people coming out and being like, I am learning too. Like there was no black history 101 in our like American uh, history class. So like, it's okay. Like, don't allow yourself to be embarrassed that you don't know. Just say like, oh, I didn't know that. Like if you get called out on something, like I see this show up in practice of like a patient used to ask me a question and I would think, oh, I had to know all the answers. Otherwise I was not doctor enough. And so now I have a default. I don't know. You know what? Let me look into that and I'll have an answer for you at your next appointment. Because yes, I am a doctor and my brain can scour the internet for truth a little different when it comes to like healthcare, diagnosis, medications, yada, yada, yada. But like, I I don't need to pretend that I know if the B vitamins that I'm recommending will interact with their Xanax. Like if I don't know, you know, like I used to be like, "Mm, I don't think that'll be a problem. And I'm like, what are you doing? You know, like, so it's like, I go, you know what, hold on, let me check. Like it's, it's okay for us to show up as this version that admits we don't know. And the only time like ego is the thing that gets in the way of making us think, you're like again it comes back to embarrassment like you should have known this and it's like that's that's the embarrassment it's protecting the embarrassment of like what if somebody says like you should have known like so I am telling you specifically there is so much knowledge in the world and the deeper you get the more you're gonna like you know you know this you're like wow and um what's the the statement like how to eat an elephant one bite at a time. Is that is that the thing? I don't know. Um, it's been a while since I've messed up a colloquialism. But like, when you look at this mountain, well, let's talk about race, you know, where it's like, Okay, here's all the podcasts you should be listening to. Here's all the books that you instantly want absorbed into your brain. Here's the definitions. Here's the, um, the movies. Here's the documentaries. And you're just like, oh my gosh. And so what we want to do is we want to shrivel and go like, I've never seen any of those. I haven't read any of those books. You know, because a lot of times I get to sit from a place of comfort If I read, if somebody's going like, where should I start on self-development? And there's a list of 10 books, I get to sit in my comfort of like, oh, I've read that one. Oh, I haven't read that one. Interesting. Oh, I'll pick that one up. But I get to sit from this place of like inflated ego and go like, oh, okay, I know a little bit. I'm not so lost and helpless. But when you're in some of these subjects, you know, again, like I went to a seminar on Lyme disease and the herbs that they were talking about and the books and the things they were talking about. I was just like, huh? And you know, their resources, their list of resources was like 30 long. I hadn't read or heard of a single one of them. Now, full disclosure, I didn't go on to read anymore because I was overwhelmed. I was like, okay, shoot, I just don't know anything. And so that's so often our default programming to go like, Oh my gosh, it's too big. It's too overwhelming. I can't. And so just to deflate, but like, if you're a chiropractor listening, if somebody would have told you on day one, like the amount, the mountain of information that you were going to have to learn, you probably would have deflated and just like been like, nah, but this is a long, this is a long-term thing. Like I said, Like this doesn't, you're not going to accomplish this process of deflating ego within a month. Like, so just start with one book, start with one podcast, start with one thing. And then if you want more, do another one. Okay. So number three, uh, give yourself a chance to kind of get out of your head. So basically this is that non-social media time but also non-self time. So we talk about how ego is this default programming. Um, It's kind of the thing that never shuts the fuck up. Sorry for the F-bomb. Like it just, it knows everything and it like wants to tell you it's that narrative that's just playing in the background about every freaking thing. And so one of the best things to do is learn that you are separate from it that a lot of that default programming, even though it's within you, oh, my God, somebody started drinking game, like how many times Lauren says the word default programming in this damn episode. Sorry, I'll try and come up with a different thing. um, Because I'm annoying myself saying it so much. But anyway, so like, realize that that script, that narrative that's going, even though it's within you, you are separate from it. Like and a lot of you who have done any work within meditation, this is not a brand new concept. Um, But basically, number three is give yourself some time to meditate and turn that off to start to learn that you can shut that yippy voice up and sit in the quiet and begin to listen to this quieter, more inward soulful knowing and it is so much different than the ego's version of knowing this is that reflective grateful for information like kind full of grace full of so much grace for your 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 flaws and your your mess ups that inward voice spend time with that set aside time for that okay um, I've been waiting to tell you guys this story, uh, and I think right now is a really good time because I said the word grace. Do you know that the song? Okay, no. So I'm 33 and a half, and up until age, I think 32, going on 33. So, like, it was about seven months ago that I put two and two together that the song Amazing Grace is not about a human. It's not about a person. It's about the concept of the grace of God and the gift of grace to us. Kirby laughed hysterically. I felt so embarrassed because I was like, oh, duh. And he's like, you thought it was about a person? And I'm like, yeah, amazing grace. She was great. Like I pictured like this was a song sung at her funeral. Like, oh, grace, she was, he talks about her as like, she's, I don't know none of the words now, but anyways. If you're in the same boat as me that you kind of never really thought about it, even though it's a really pretty song and you thought that Amazing Grace was a person, it wasn't. It's not. It's about a concept of love, eternal love and forgiveness, which makes this song really beautiful um, and less funeral-esque. Anyways, where were we? Okay. So number four, learn to stop your knee-jerk reaction to label things, people, beliefs, etc. as good or bad, black or white. That is what, um, as I was talking to my friend who's an intuitive healer, um, she was talking about 2020 and how like that is what we are moving away from and why it feels like we're hitting so much opposition is because we have kind of like there's this, uh, I'm trying everything in my power to say anything other than programming. Um, there is this belief system that we've kind of been fed that things are good or bad. People are good or bad. And it's really hard to sit like our mind is a sorting machine. And it is very uncomfortable to sit in the duality of something can be both and that learning to sit in the duality and I'm not talking okay like yeah some things like are very pretty non-negotiable bad we're like we're not gonna say that like murder has a good side to it although I read um you know, this is the duality. I read one of my favorite like Bible continued verses. I can't think of it for the life of me right now. Um, I read it in the episode that I talked about and there's a a time for everything. There's a seasons. And as I was reading the Bible verses, it said like, there's a time to kill and there's a time to not kill. And I'm like, okay, we'll just like move past that as like weird, historical, biblical. That was okay back then. Anyways. Um, but the more you can like if your brain right now is coming up with like well lauren what about this that's your that should be expressly good what about jesus jesus is good like or if you're like coming up with examples that are like black or white as good or bad you're missing the point the growth exercise is learning that most things sit in the gray area of neither good nor bad. Second time I'm bringing it up, it's going to make a lot of you squirm vaccines. We want to just sit as chiropractors, all the non-chiropractors listening are like, what do you guys think? Like, no, like so much of my problem with it is that like the uh, marketing and the education is the like refusal to accept that there is a bad side. Like, I feel like if the education component, if I could have a conversation where they acknowledge like, yeah, there's a bad side to vaccines. Instead, we're just like force fed, like good, 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 good. It's only good. Why would you even judge this as question? So then it kind of like, but on our end too, we do a very similar thing where it's like, they're bad, they're bad, they're bad, they're bad. There's never a place. And it's like, ah, like, so this is just one thing to make you squirm, but like there, this is one of a gazillion different things where it's like religion, good, bad, like, uh, I can't think of any more, like <laughs> trying to think of like all sorts of like controversial things. Republican party, good, bad, Democrats, good, bad, like Gandhi, good, bad, Martin Luther King apparently had an affair on his wife what are we supposed to do with that that sounds pretty bad but also he was good but like also I've heard that he could be kind of a jerk and like oh no and we have to sit in this and it's like oh my little brain doesn't know what to do because I want to put things in good or bad and what I tell you is no you don't that is your that is your ego needing to label things so it can make you feel like you know everything and have control Because if you sit and you go like, I don't know, I don't know whether that is good or bad, maybe it's both, then there's uncertainty and, and, uh, ego doesn't do well with uncertainty. So number five, um, understand and fully acknowledge that all of this is scary. Like this work, and it's not, it's not really meant to feel good. I don't know why the system is designed where um, in order to construct, we have to deconstruct. But that is almost any person who's been on this journey is going to tell you that they had to unlearn things and that unlearning and that deconstruction process is it's hard work. It's really, it's hard because it's emotional. Um, And so know that like where this learning, learning comes through deep joy, but also deep sorrow and reflection. Um, And your ego is going to want to protect you from deflating ego. And so as soon as you start to feel bad, it's gonna to wanna to protect you and go like, no, 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 this is stupid. You're doing like, it, this shouldn't be this hard, like, and, like we'll try and distract you from the work. And I'm here to tell you that like, move through it. Shame and embarrassment are the gateway to moving through this and dropping the burden of being perfect dropping the burden of knowing everything and having any sort of control. There is so much more peace for yourself, self love, if you can move through that. Uh, Number six, when in doubt, just shut up and listen. (laughs) Uh, Preferably like close your mouth just close your mouth. And then also, if you have spent time uh, studying number three and giving yourself like time to meditate, if you can also close your mouth and shut up that yippy brain inside of you that narrative, that just be quiet, just be quiet and listen and be ready to say like, thank you. Um, so often when we're having a conversation with someone, uh, we are not listening, because the ego, the narrative is just waiting for them to shut up so you can say your point. And there are times where I'm sure that's completely appropriate. Um, But if you're wondering where to start, it starts with showing up in the present moment and listening and turning off that yippy voice that is trying to say like, oh, well, she said that, like, that was rude. Or like, no, she doesn't mean that I can't believe she would say that. And you know, like, while you're listening and taking information, it wants to just like, deconstruct everybody else's argument to prove that like, you don't have to change, you don't have to change, you're perfect. Because change is painful. So like the ego wants to, it wants to protect you from having to go through pain. Like that's where it is. It's an evolutionary thing to protect you. And that's why number five is so important of going like, what is it protecting you from? Shame and embarrassment because those are painful experiences, but you have to move through them for growth. So like just not knowing what to do, just sit and listen and not Feel the need to have a statement back or an opinion on it. Just absorb, absorb and give your quiet self time to think on it and not immediately jump to that's good. That's right. That's wrong. That's my opinion. You know, like not to throw MDs under the bush, wait, under the bridge, under the water, under the bus, under the bus. That's where they go. <laughs> Um, so, you know, I feel like we have in our head, there are so many, so many good MDs. Oh my gosh. I feel like we are just moving way past the stereotype. But if for a moment you can, um, go with me on this stereotype of like an older, very egocentric male MD, right? That patients are turning away from. Why? 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 because they're not listening. That's like when you look at consumer reports and patients' satisfaction surveys is that they don't feel listened to. Like, ooh, I'm sorry, I have to say, it. it's my damn podcast. I I believe in peaceful, all peaceful acts. I don't love violence, okay? But I can only imagine the amount of hurt and pain that someone has to go through for them to feel that their only next response is to be violent. I can't imagine how long they haven't felt listened to and the hopelessness that anyone will ever listen to them. So when in doubt, listen. Without judgment, without the narrative running, just listen. Number seven is... Really coming to peace with the timeline of this. My ego shows up absolutely daily. She is a bitch. I've never said the C word on this show, and I almost called her a C word bitch. <laughs> episode, however many and Lauren almost says the real four letter word of today's society. Anyways, um, feminists don't say that word or they do. I don't know. I don't know. Somebody tell me if you're a true feminist, whether I'm allowed to see this, say the C word or not. Anyways, I digress. Like my ego shows up daily and I have to check myself daily, almost hourly, And what I can say is that the destination here is likely the grave. This is for so many different things. We just race and burn ourselves out. And then we are not, we didn't get enough growth that we expected for the amount of effort we put in. And therefore we go, oh, this mountain is too high to climb. I'm just going to give up and slide back down to the bottom. There's no point. And what I am telling you is that you will never get to a destination. Okay, maybe uh, Jesus dead and maybe um gandhi or like buddha like maybe some of those people yes you're right they abolished their ego it did not exist in them they were able to live from this conscious pure present part of love um, and have no fear of shame or embarrassment and just walked around full of humility and wholeheartedness Yeah, there was like five maybe people on this planet. There is no hope for you, Jennifer from Ohio. Like, that's not a real person. Like, well, I'm sure there's a Jennifer from Ohio, but like, there's no hope for me. There's no hope for you that we are going to accomplish this in our lifetime. Can we get a hell of a lot closer and better? Yes, and that's the point that we started this whole thing out with of like, you can get better. And then guess what? you can get better from that. And you can get better. And ego is going to be the thing that wants to step in and go, geez, don't you think you're being a little hypercritical of yourself? Just give yourself like, no, nope. Working towards being your truest, purest version of yourself is worth it. And it's work and that's okay. And it doesn't mean that every day needs to be torturous and full of tears. But it means that I know I have so much more work to do, but I look back on the last time something like this happened and I go, wow, hey, good job. The ego is not saying it. Like the truest inner self is going like, is giving me grace and going like, yeah, you're totally going to say something that would make you cringe listen if I a year from now listen back to this podcast right now I bet you there would be 10 plus sentences for sure that made me cringe and go jeez you said that like yikes that's not what I believe anymore that wasn't kind that wasn't graceful that wasn't loving that wasn't wholehearted that wasn't my purest soulful self showing up but right now I can tell you that I am trying every day and reminding myself that this is a process and I am giving myself grace, oceans and oceans of grace. And I want you to do the same thing for you. I have seen, I have seen monumental change in people around me um, who are closest to me going down this journey of self-reflection and willing to learn new things, willing to be, lose the self-righteousness and go like, yeah, I used to be that thing. And if I dwell too much on it, it's kind of embarrassing. Um, But I'm not going to let myself get distracted. I'm not going to let that embarrassment keep me from moving forward and becoming better, become better for everyone, every single gender, every single race, every single age, every single patient, every person that I encounter. I want to be better. So thank you for giving me this time. I really appreciate. um, I do not take for granted the platform that this podcast has given me. And sometimes it is very easy to just want to shut up and pass the mic. Um, but I can only do that so many times <laughs> before it's like, okay, Lauren, you are, you're the one who has the podcast, you are the one that people are listening to, what are you going to use that voice to do? And so I appreciate you being forgiving and giving me grace to mess it up and learn with you. Um, teach me. If I said something that you're like, yeah, eh, not really. If I continue to say, like, if I post something, please, I came here to get it right, not to be right. So with oceans and oceans of love and grace and humility and all of that and respect for you as the listener. Um, if this episode did something for you, like I said, in the beginning, I would really appreciate if you, when this ends in a couple seconds to just click review. Um, and it doesn't need to be long it doesn't need to be pouring out your heart. Although I will hold place for you to do that. Um, I would love that. Uh, but yeah, please leave a review. Um, and like I said, I'm here to learn. So if you've got something to say, for sure let me know. All right, crew, until next week. Bye. Hey, She Slayers. Are you looking to get your team off the phone and streamline your front desk so you can spend more time doing what you love? SCED has exactly what you're looking for. They will automate all your appointment reminders, missed appointment reminders, reactivation campaigns, allow you to have two way texting with your patients, plus, They have a very cool app that your patients are going to love. The app alone saves chiropractors tons of time because it gives patients the flexibility to move appointments to a time that works better for them. Don't worry, you won't lose control of your schedule because you'll have access to all the parameters that keep you still in control. Plus, there's overbook protection so your schedule won't get out of hand. SCED was created by a chiropractor for chiropractors, so you can rest assured that you're getting the absolute best system for your office. Dr. Eric Kowalki is committed to the chiropractic mission and he works closely with his developers to always be innovative so that we have the best system available. If you're hesitant to switch to Scad because you already use something else, let me tell you, it's worth every penny. Plus, mention that you heard about it on my podcast and they'll give you a discount. Seriously, it is a game changer. Don't wait.